Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. is full, Rabada is straight and the stumps have gone over. I mean, we started off with, uh, with hope, perhaps they were unrealistic ones, that England might chase down uh, 376, which is what some 100 and 126, 127 more than have ever been made in the, uh, the last innings at this ground before. Um, where, do you think, where do you think it was won and lost uh, starting with this morning, Dan? Well, I thought South Africa were excellent this morning, uh, that first spell. Um, I thought England were good as well, we really dug it out. 50 runs in that first session was so important for South Africa to keep the runs down. And then after lunch, they came out in the NT and they, they were, they've been excellent. Um, but I think the turning, big turning point was the Ben Stokes dismissal. I think we all had hope, but realistically. But the guys who could see a zone were going to be Joe Root and Ben Stokes. Uh, and that dismissal... You could say it was a poor shot, really, trying to play against that spin out of the footholds, um, and that was a big, big dismissal. But it was always going to be about Butch, wasn't it? The, the second new ball, and they got it spot on. Rabada with the second new ball army was fantastic. For me, it was a fantastic day of test match cricket, Butch. I just loved every minute of it. I thought the, you know, the, the way Safra came out and bowled from the start, I thought both ends, I thought you know, there were... Rabada, you know, he was a, a little bit expensive, but he was actually at the batsman. He, you know, he, he had a go the way England played and overcame that. You know, the guts, determination shown by the captain. You know, we've been critical of the captain um, throughout this this Test match, but I thought the way the captain played Joe Root in this game, in this second innings, was was magnificent. And I think not only did it take the sting out of Eng, uh, the, the England batting, but also when Ben Stokes got out, I thought it took the sting out of. Joe Root as well and I think the shot that Johnny Besto played I think finished him off uh, I really did he took some blows to the, the midriff to the wrist there's a lot being made of the way Joe Root's gone about this test match the toss 
the, the bowlers, um, the field positions, all that. But I thought he stood up today, and I just, I just thought it was a fantastic day of Test match cricket, played by two sides that went hard at it. And you're right, Butch. Stats will tell you it was, it was, it was a virtually impossible total to chase. Yeah, England uh, believe, or they, they, they believe in themselves that they can get over uh, hurdles as big as 370 odd in the in the final innings because of players like Ben Stokes. Um, however, if you look throughout sort of the, the the history of the Test match game, the successful teams, the teams that sort of dominate eras, the teams that win a lot more Test matches than they lose, don't find themselves 103 runs behind the first innings, don't find themselves making uh, making errors uh, to the tune of losing seven wickets for 39 when you're in a good position and they don't rely on miracles to win test matches. This England team seems to, you know, we're always thinking to ourselves, well, it's possible. Of course they could. Of course they could. Spot. But they very rarely ever put put together a sort of consistent performance in test match cricket where you say, no, they will win this test match. Well, love is blind, isn't it? We've got some fantastic players. We all know that. And um, they showed it today. A couple of them showed some great dots, got some determination. In fact, the top five, I think, in both innings for England have, have tried to dig in, haven't they, on, on di in difficult conditions. And you've got to give them some credit for that. But in both innings, we've been blown away. Bo blown away our last six or seven wickets in both innings. And, and that's what the reason we've lost this test match as well. Yeah, and you know, to do the way South Africa bowled on that surface, it just shows you the way England's yeah, mad two hours when they were having six, three fields and bowling bounces. You look at not the story of the game, but you know, pivotal points in the game. England lose, you know, England 39, seven wickets for 39, and they let the night watchman have a partnership of over 50. And when you look at a, a low, lowest scoring game on a wicket that does a bit, and you lose by 100 runs, there's two massive contributing factors to that. Almost lost by the by the size of the deficit on first innings, didn't they? Um, word word for a couple of players who have stood out really for for England today. Joffrey Archer picked up five for. Um, perhaps not his, his, his best performance with the ball, but um, encouraging signs for him. He'll get some encouragement from these surfaces, won't he? It will do. I, I always thought he'd, he'd get wickets in this series. I thought New Zealand, I think he took his foot off the pedal a little bit. It was a bit of a learning tour for him. Um, and I think coming to South Africa, what's going to help him is Nokia and Rabada can bowl at 90 miles an hour. I and mean, we all know, me and Army especially, when you're a fast bowler, you don't want to be the slowest one on show. And I think Arch has got a bit of competition there. He's now seen what he's going to follow, Rabada and Nokia. And hopefully, hopefully moving forward, that 5 for will give him some confidence. He won his best 5 for, but he always gives you confidence putting having wickets. Wickets are good for you boys, right? They did, yeah. And, and, but I would say, Butch, about this whole bowling unit throughout the test matches they got better as they got as they went on and I think when you look at the preparation I think because of the preparation you know they're, they're probably one game behind so you'd think by the time they get to Cape Town they'll hopefully from the very first ball whatever decisions made they will be ready and go and hitting the straps running. Um, Sam Curran first innings fourfer I mean, he, he makes himself unbelievably difficult to leave out, doesn't he? Because you know, Maharaj picked up two big wickets in that last innings. It's not, not a ground where spin does a, a great deal of uh, damage, not in the first innings anyway, but they pick up two big wickets, Ben Stokes being one of them, and, they, and they're winning you a match. England have got to try and find a way of getting a spinner into the side. Who the heck do they leave out and, which, and, and who do they play? I mean, this is just assuming that Jack Leach is, is fit enough to play. Well, they're going to have to bring a spinner in. I think a spinner's going to come into the attack. I think they're going to have to play one off Broad and Anderson. They're going to have to make it a massive massive call on that and the interesting one is Chris Wokes 
he bowled well in the practice game and he went down illness. He's st- he's, I think he's still in quarantine, isn't he? He's still away from the uh, dressing room. So he's one guy who's possibly, on these pitches, he would have been an handful Chris Walks on yeah, there. he should have been. Listen, I'm, I'm, what I'm going to say is, though, is that Ben Stokes is going to have to have to be the, the proper all-rounder. He's going to have to be your fourth seamer, isn't he? I mean, Chris Rokes could come, in and, could come in and play. But, but this nonsense of playing five, five quicks and no, no spin and no variation, it just it doesn't wash, does it, in, in any conditions? No, really. it, it doesn't work for me, but what I would say with that, with the Wokes, we've seen how a bowler with no preparation goes into this game. I don't think it works. I don't think Chris Wokes can come into the game, come into contention for Cape Town. I don't think, I think, personally, I think Jack Leach has to go home. I really do. He's been in his sickbed for a long, long time. England need him so much in Sri Lanka. You know, we know that he's got other other illnesses that go with it, and we, we, I think we need him so much in Sri Lanka because we need three spinners in Sri Lanka, and we're trying to find one for this one. So, for me, best has to play, so and I agree. Best, right? I agree with Darren. I think there's a decision to be made on two of our all-time greats. Okay, well, we'll leave that for now. What about uh, England's batting? Uh, Rory Burns um, with 84 was uh, was excellent, and oh, here he is, uh, Joe Root's 48, battling 48. You uh, picked up one or two bruises, Joe. Um, give us your give us your thoughts. Thanks for joining us here on Talksport too. Give me your thoughts on uh, and the Test match as a whole. I thought we fought very hard today, first and foremost. Um, it was quite a challenging service. It probably deteriorated a bit. More than we anticipated after the way it played last night. I thought the guys played exceptionally well, got us off to a brilliant start. And we had a real opportunity to win the game. Really felt that huge amount of belief, especially with the chases that we've had in the recent past. Um, and even at lunch, we got ourselves in a position where we are pretty much looking at the equation that we had at Headingley. Um, so felt very much like we could go on and win the game. Unfortunately, that new ball had a massive dint in, the, in things and um, we weren't quite able to do so. But... I think if we're being really honest, the first innings, losing those wickets in that cluster really hurt us. And you put you know, even 80-odd 80, 80 runs on that first innings total and you're looking at a completely different game. Yeah, we were just talking about the, the collapse in the first innings was 39, seven wickets for 39. I'll go back another day, though. Um, in all honesty, do you think that, that 284 was the sort of score that, that should have been made on that pitch or on, uh, on the first day? Do you, do you guys honestly think that you bowled as well as you could have done um, in, in decent conditions to bowl? No, uh, I think we could have been better. Uh, I think we've got to be brutally honest with that. I think we probably strayed a little bit more than you'd usually expect from our attack. Um, gave too many boundary options on a very fast scoring out- outfield. But we did get in a position where, you know, 111 for five, um, and we, that was where you want to really turn the screw, and we, we saw them let, let them get back into it a little bit, which was slightly disappointing. Um, but, you know, I, th- I think you can't really look at the toss when you get yourself in that position. I think more than anything, if I look at how we can get better, how we can hit our lengths more consistently uh, and use our bounces effectively. I, I understood with the toss. I mean, you, you were kind of playing the hand you were dealt, which was that you had a five-seam seam attack, it was green, you felt that your best way of going into it was to try and knock South Africa over, perhaps for what I'm, I'm guessing you're thinking 180 rather than 280, and maybe trying to get a, a big lead and take advantage later on. Um, so I'm, I'm, I wouldn't blame you for the decision at the toss. What I would say was is that you perhaps, you know, you gave them 100 too many runs the first innings to be comfortable enough to, to be able to go past them, to, to see out the game plan that you were looking at. I agree. I agree. I, I think we we could have been a lot tighter. We could have been a lot more consistent. But ultimately, losing 37 for five, or however much it was, um, that's where the game's been won and lost in the first innings. Um, you know, we've shown second innings how to apply ourselves, how to get ourselves to a good score on an on a even trickier surface. So um, that's probably where you'd say the game really swung in South Africa's favour. Um, 
and we battled really hard from that point onwards. You know, we showed a lot of character over the back end of the test match in conditions which probably favoured the opposition. So it's, it's frustrating in many ways because we generally do, when our backs up are against the wall, we, we really come out and, and we show a lot of character. We, we need to do it early on in the game, so we need to get ahead of the game and really turn the screw when we get a chance to. I think the character, Joe, has, has been evident. Um, the lads have not mourned once uh, about the sickness bug that's gone through the team. And you must be pretty pleased on a positive uh, point is but the top five in Boston in showed some terrific steel and that's surely going forward that can be a positive for English cricket. Absolutely it is. Uh, it's a lot of inexperience in that top five uh, with a couple of really experienced guys around it. Um, and they're going to have to learn very quickly because it's test cricket, you, you know, you, you're always judged on performance. But experiences like that, if you can harness it and uh, take it forward into the rest of the series, you can very quickly grow as a player and as a team. And, you know, we're looking at building big first inning scores when we get our opportunities. You get to 30-40, you make it really count. We've got a number of guys that have done that recently in, in, in New Zealand. Um, but, you know, it's about doing it in these conditions now. Um, we've had a good look at what we're, what we're going to get thrown at us throughout this series now. It's about adapting to that, adapting to the wickets, the, the, the surrounding conditions and then going out and performing. Joe, we've just been discussing here, going forward, the role of a spinner in your side. I know you, you deliberately went with the, the five-man seam attack in New Zealand. You were perhaps forced into it here with, with the illness and everything. What is, your, what is your plan going forward? What is your feeling as a captain as to, as to whether you need that, uh, that change in style when you're out there in the field? Yeah, I'd, I think in an ideal scenario, you'd always want a, a spin option. Um, but I turned up at this ground on this surface and you think five seamers would be very effective, um, especially with the amount of grass here, which is so uncharacteristic of this venue. Um, and I sort of proved, that was sort of proved right for a period in the first innings. We just didn't follow it through. So, of course, you know, you want as many options as you can. You want, if, if it was a perfect scenario, you want left arm angle, you want 95 mile an hour bowler, you want a swing bowler and you want a good spinner. And, um, you know, we, we've constantly got We've got Jeet in here working very hard with the guys, making sure that those are, guys are ready. Unfortunately, Jack's been taken ill again, which is, is really sad news for him. Um, and hopefully he can get himself fit and ready and right as soon as possible. Um, but, you know, we've just got to keep making sure that those guys on the fringes are doing everything they can to be ready if, if given the opportunity and, and the surfaces allow. Does that mean that Don Bess is, is kind of like in your thoughts for, for the Cape Town Test match? Obviously, you haven't seen the conditions there yet, but um, Matt Parkinson, Don Bess are the other two guys who are, who are going to be well enough perhaps to come into contention. Are, are they in your thoughts? Absolutely. Everyone's in the thoughts. When you, you work hard to get into the into the squad and you, you're looking at a balanced attack on any given condition. So it was important that going into this game, we got everyone prepared and ready and, and got themselves in a position where, you know, because of the illness, it, it was we couldn't announce a team till the morning because we just didn't know where everyone was going to be at. So we had 15 guys making sure that they're preparing to play. Um, hopefully that's not the scenario when we get to Cape Town. But that's the hand we dealt here. And, you know, I think we dealt with it very well, uh, on the best of our ability anyway. And um, I'd like to think now that that's out of the way, we've, we've sort of got that through the camp and we can concentrate on the cricket now. Great thing about four-match series, mate, is there is uh, time to come back. Thanks for talking to us and uh, fly well to Cape Town. Cheers, but you too. Thanks, Joe. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies. In the culinary capital of the Caribbean, there truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, truly the best place to be a cricket fan. I think we're going to have uh, one of the heroes of uh, South Africa's final innings to come and talk to us, Kagiso Rabada. Very, very well bowled, sir. Um, those were some conditions you wouldn't mind carrying around with you for a while. Yeah, I mean, South African conditions are normally that way. But uh, England made it very tough for us. It's always tough when you play against England. And that's what we enjoy as, 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 as a South African team as well. But yeah, it was good conditions to bowl. But you could see you could score runs on, on this pitch. I think with the cooker ball, you know, once it gets a bit older, then, you know, you can cash in, especially on this ground. With the new ball, it can be very hard uh, for the batter. Um, but as we've seen, I mean, the balls would go, would, the wicket was a bit up and down, but you had batsmen who scored runs. Some days it would just flatten out, some sessions were flattened out, and then you really have to put in the work, the extra work. And I think it's a, it's a special ground. Did, uh, one more question from me before Goffey's dying to dying to talk to you. Fast bowler to fast bowler. Um, you were perhaps a little bit expensive or your line wasn't quite as, as you would have liked it in this test match. But boy, how much fun is it with Vernon Philander bowling with you at the other end? Yeah, exactly. I haven't really been at my best this past year. So it's really been a fight. But at the end of the day, you just have to get into the contest and keep running in. And that's all I try to do. And... You know, like Vern in the first innings, he went for no runs and he had bowled 10 overs. It was really amazing. Like, I've never seen that happen in my life. So, yeah, so I think it was a team collective and that's what makes this, 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 this win so special. Did it surprise you yesterday how the ball seemed to flatten out? The pitch did flatten out and it didn't go as up and down. It didn't have any sideways movement. Did it just totally dry out? Um, I think, you know, when the sun hits this pitch, it normally quickens up so thank god there wasn't much sun because i think we could have been seeing different uh, scenarios but yeah, I mean, that's the beauty about test cricket it's just up and down um, and that's that's why we play this game 
Uh, I mean, I, I can't really tell why exactly it flattened out, but it flattened out and we had to work really hard. At any stage, did you think England were going to win that cricket match today? <clears throat> we knew that they were going to come and, and try. Uh, they've got some, some quality players and we know that. But, you know, we, 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 we knew that we got ourselves into a winning position and we would have to do a lot to let that slip away. But we were always kept on edge and I think that got the best out of us. Talk to us about uh, the feeling up in your dressing room yesterday um, when the night watchman and the debutant Rassi van der Dussen um, went out there and, and batted out the first hour and really gave you guys a platform to, to build a big league. That must have felt great up there. Yes, it was great to watch. I mean, that's why this test match is so special because whenever we're under the pump, we got through it. Um, and yeah, the way uh, Heinrich batted over there, putting his body on the line, was really something amazing to see. Um, yeah, nothing more I can say about that. Yeah. Well, congratulations. It was a fabulous win. Great to see you uh, generating some speed out there, and we look forward to seeing you in Cape Town. Thank you. Thank you. Giso Rabada there, who picked up uh, four for 103 in that uh, second innings. Um, gentlemen, we, we've been treated here over the, the course of four and three quarter, well, three and three quarter days of test match cricket. There's some incredible stuff. Um, one thought, people have talked a lot about the Kookaburra ball, people have talked a lot about conditions, etc, etc. I think, I don't know what you think, I think, don't worry about the ball, it's the pitches. If you get pitches that are going to do a little bit, you end up with exciting cricket. Might not be great fun for, for us batters, but I'm retired now, so I don't care. How do you see it? Uh, Butch, I couldn't agree with you more. I think Kogisa Rabada has just said there, if you got in on it, you could score runs and you could score quickly. He had a big fast bowler, he's got four for, he's gone, he's gone, you know, had five and over throughout, more or less throughout the test match. I think it was just a, a fantastic game of cricket played by two teams who probably weren't as high in high skill level. Was that down to the pitch? Is that down to preparation? Because a lot of these guys on South African side have been playing 2020 and not been playing the longer format of the game. I personally think this series will get better and better as it goes on. I think England will get better and better as it goes on. And I am absolutely fascinated to see what that team is going to be on the first morning of the Cape Town Test. Well, South Africa lost five on the trot, two by an innings uh, the last five test matches. They've made some changes. Uh, a lot of stuff's gone on in South African cricket. Mark Boucher coming in, you could see his influence already on this South African side. Graham Smith has gone above him as director of cricket. They brought in a new bowling coach, a new batting coach uh, in, in Jack Callis. So they made a lot of changes. And I think that's a good performance from South Africa. And I think we all knew when we come here, the pitchers were going to do a bit. They back their bowlers against our batsmen. Um, and that's their best way of winning the series. From what I've seen, this test match, they've got a point. I think Rabada, Nokia, uh, Philander, who just keeps putting the ball in those areas, uh, creating pressure. They've got a good spinner in Maharaj. Um, so it's going to be a difficult tour for England. But we have definitely got the players who can go and win this series. But I'll tell you what, South Africa will fancy it after watching England bat in both innings there. They certainly will. Um, gentlemen, your company has been magnificent as always as uh, we got through the uh, the first test match here, the Boxing Day test at Supersport Park. South Africa's record here is uh, second to none in world cricket. They have gone 1-0 up in the Basil Dolavira Trophy. They've also picked up valuable test match championship points in beating England by 107 runs. Over 250 on, on this pitch, so it would be it would be a huge effort, and that includes draws. It will be a monumental effort, but it's one that uh, certainly can be achieved. In comes Rabada, 
to Denley. Oh, it's a pull shot. Oh, quick on his feet. Oh, 131 for one. That was dismissed. Nokia in again and again. It's short of a length. Oh, and it's been hit straight up in the air. It's a loose shot from Burns, and it's the easiest catch at mid-on from Rabada. You've got to feel for Rory Burns. He worked tirelessly hard, and he probably did deserve 100. Oh, it's East Hook now, but I think it's big enough. The fielders couldn't see it, and I think that Joe Denley has just got away with one because the fielder just completely lost the ball at fine leg. Here is Dwayne Pretorius again. Oh, big appeal for leg before wicket. Now that might be close. Fingers up. Joe Denley's been strapped on the pad. He was playing leg side. Score at lunch, England. 171 for three on TalkSport 2. The next 14 overs, an obvious statement, is going to be crucial in this game. Here's Philander again. Root drives. It's a beautiful shot, and it's beaten the diving Rabada at mid-on. Oh, beautiful. Beautiful. Look here in again. Flicked away by Root. It's a lovely piece of timing. It's a chase for Vernon Philander, and you, your monies have to be on the ball. <laughs> you have to chase it anyway. It's like the greyhound with the furry rabbit. His owner might be betting against him a few times. Unless... At the end of that, when they're chasing the rabbit, do they give them like a toy rabbit at the end? Well, not a real one, but a toy one. Down the wicket comes Stokes, driving over the top of extra cover for four more. It brings the 200 up for England. Maharaj in again, and that's bold in! It's bold Stokes! Ben Stokes, the golden rule you never cut, a ball spinning back into you. Doug Pudgett, 1988. KG Rabada with that brand new ball in hand. He's in full, oh, good lord. Johnny Bairstow has absolutely timed the trousers off that in front of Square. Rabada is in again. The line is better. Oh, it's got a gully. Well, there you go. There's your answer. You get Johnny Bairstow coming forward. He reached for that full delivery by KG Rabada. Joe Root on 43. And watching balls shoot by, but this time he leans back and cuffs that away. What a lovely shot that was from Joe Root. Comes in. Oh, and that's an edge, is it? Yes, it is. Joe Root's gone on 48, he couldn't resist the push outside or stuff, and England are in all sorts of bother. In the end, I think the pressure just built, didn't it? In comes Nokia again, and that is played beautifully by Joss Butler. An absolute beautiful shot. Oh, and Curran has just flayed it, absolutely flayed it over point. One bounce, four, 250 up for England. Point has gone back onto the fence now. It's wide, and he's nicked it, he has nicked it. In fact, it was a really good delivery, really good piece of bowling from Rabada. That is the perfect ball. The only thing you could possibly do with a ball like that is nick it. He's nicked it, he's gone. Oh, it's a beautiful catch. It's really well done at first slip by Rassi van der Dusen. He's finally held on to one. South Africa are two wickets away from going 1-0 up in this series. Rabada is into Butler, who, oh, that's extraordinary. This is what we want. This is what we want. Joss Butler has absolutely pummeled the ball with a horizontal bat over mid on for six. <laughs> now we're going to have some fun. Rabada, he goes short, he goes length, and that has been smeared up into the air. Fielders underneath it, takes the catch. That is the test match. Open the beers and celebrate this first win of the test series. Beer and nuts, eh? Beer and nuts, yes, Mark. <laughs> Beer and nuts. Rabada is in. Broad is outside leg stump. Rabada is full. Rabada is straight. And the stumps have gone over. England, battered, bruised, sick, ill, poorly, have been uh, driven into the ground in the end. They've lost by 107 runs in this first test match. Yeah, he is, and it's not the greatest job in the world to do, like I said last night. You know, you, 
when the missus asks you to do some painting, you, you, you splash it on the floor, first thing, you never get to do it again. It's the same as 12th man, you make a mess of it, you never get asked to do it again. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.